Welcome to Yeah! This is our podcast where we talk about young adult fiction and what it can teach us as adults. This is our book club and you're invited. Yeah! Welcome to Yeah! I'm your host, Tefra Jemian. And I'm Hannah Bailey. So, Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I, um, I don't know, I like lots of stuff, and I like books, and I like expanding my horizons about the world. Nice. Yes. What about you, Taffer? Um, I am an artist, and I also do a bit of writing. I've done some writing for the Up for Discussion podcast, if our listeners know that one. Um, yeah, I, uh, I love books. I've been a reader since I was three. <laughs> um, and I especially love young adult fiction, and I'm super excited to get going with this little book club of ours. Yeah, um, so why did we decide to do this, Tepper? <laughs> I don't know, Hannah. Why did we decide to do this? Um, I mean, I think I originally brought it up. Yeah, but, I mean, I think yeah. we've been talking about making a podcast for a while because we just thought that that would be fun <laughs> because we enjoy talking to each other. So why not talk to each other and make the internet listen to us? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we both love books and we both especially love young adult novels um, and think that they are sometimes underrated and that they can teach us interesting things as grownups and have value beyond once you graduate high school. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So um, this podcast is kind of just an opportunity for us to talk about the books that we love and uh, also the books that our listeners love. If um, mm-hmm. anybody has a, a recommendation, we'd love to hear that. Um, yes. You can contact us through any of our contacting platforms. Yeah, um, we totally have those already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we have a special focus, I'd like to have a special focus on underappreciated books and also especially books that deal with uh, protagonists of color or queer protagonists or um, various marginalized groups that maybe don't get quite as much in mainstream literature, um, but not exclusively those things. So I think as requests, we'll probably give those priority. Yeah. Uh, but. We're also going to have a a mix of different kinds of literature. And like some sprinkling in some classics from the genre, like things that we think that everybody should should Mm -hmm. have a chance to read. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I think really just open up that it's a really like under estimated genre in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot to be said for the kinds of emotional work young adult novels do for the kind of um like explorations of the self if I want to get real. Yeah, absolutely. Real philosophy class about it. Uh yeah, so I'm really excited about this. Me too. Um So I think our plan is each episode we will have a book or occasionally a series that we'll be focusing on, um, and there will probably be specific things that we want to talk about about that book, and we are always going to tell you at the end of an episode what we're going to be looking at next time so that you have a chance to read it, and if you have like things that you want us to touch on about the book or questions about it, we would love to hear those, and then we will try and work what we can in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I mean, ideally, you, our listeners, are reading along and mm-hmm. uh, are interacting in this process. Yeah. Because um, sharing is caring. Oh, yeah. And it can be fun. Um, our first episode is going to cover Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants by Anne Brashare. Yeah. So I think we're going to be reading the whole of the first four books. 
and talking about those. Yeah, we'll be covering the whole series. I think just because we both assume that if you're a young adult fiction lover, you have read them. You've probably read them, and if you haven't, <laughs> they're they're good stuff. Yeah, I will say if you're somebody who's only watched the movies and has not read the books, you will be very lost. Yes, but in a good way because. I mean, not to be one of those the books are better people, but like the books are the books are better. The books are better. The books have a lot more. Yes. I mean, there's there's four. Yes. Books and they go and the they fu- go much more yeah. in depth. Are we gonna talk about the like uh the what's it called um, the, the sisterhood new everlasting yeah. the new one? I think that we talked about maybe doing that one in a separate episode later. If we okay. To. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel it's like it also makes sense great and to exciting. Do, yeah, the first four because they're very different from the last one as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So yeah, touch on different things. Yeah. So uh, that's that's our next episode will be Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah. Um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants by Amber Shares. Yeah. No, I'm trying to remember oh. all the names. What oh, are they? Sisterhood um, of the Traveling Pants. The second second summer, summer of the Sisterhood. sisterhood. Forever in Blue, the third? Um, is that the, I think the second or the fourth? Forever in Blue is the fourth and Girls in Pants is the third? Girls in Pants and the third is the third, yes. Yeah, so, and Forever in Blue is the fourth one. Yeah. I know um, the fourth one has a yellow cover. It does, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so go to your local library or get on Amazon mm-hmm. or I don't know how e-readers work, but I'm sure you can get them through e-readers. Yes, I and, would assume. I have not um, tried because I have four very well-loved copies of my bookshelf because we're just a couple of luddites yeah no i have used e-readers but not for the sister of the traveling pants you're ahead of me only Um, because a book i wanted to read wasn't available by my library in hard copy but was in an ebook yeah i've read i've read ebooks on my phone before but i the screen is not great great. like i'd love to get a, a kindle or a I don't know, Sony e-reader or whatever. whatever. Fancy, schmancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, anywho, we're going on a bit of a tangent here. Yes, yeah. So we're going to like circle back. Oh, yeah. Excellent. And um, uh, we're going to circle back. What are we doing today? Uh, so we decided as a bit of a get to know us and kind of intro to the podcast because we wanted to save like our first talking of a book for next time so that you have a chance to read it if you want to. Uh, we are each going to talk about our kind of five five books um, or series that like define our teenage years, more or less, mm-hmm. um, and kind of a little bit about them and why they have stuck with us and why they're Im- they were important yeah. to us or are important to us. Because that's really those are the books that brought us here mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. So I will start. Um, so first on my list is a bit of a cliche, but it's true, is the Harry Potter series. Uh, basically how I chose this list was you can tell if I like a book because if I like a book okay, I will read it once and forget about it. And if I love a book, I will read it like eight times. And so all of the books on this list, uh, I have read probably at least four times, probably more. Harry Potter, like, I've, we've stopped counting. Don't don't even. Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry Potter, the whole series, is one of them. Um, the City of Stars by Mary Hoffman is a second. Dancer by Shelley Peterson is a third. Um, and basically all of Tamora Pierce's body of work is a fourth, but specifically <laughs> um, the Lioness Quartet. And um, then The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants uh, would be my fifth. So... Um, I guess I'll talk a little bit about each of them and then kind of why in general they stuck with me. So, well, I don't really need to talk about the Harry Potter series, I don't feel like, because I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you probably know about it. Um, So the Harry Potter series. The what series? The what series? The Harry Potter series? Is that... By is J.K. It, Rowling? Is it, Rowling? Is it, is it, is it new? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're the worst. All right. Not actually. Um, so The City of Stars is a less well-known one. It also introduces the next three books, which are a case study in how I chose books when I was a teenager, which is go to the library and whatever had a horse on the cover, I would read. Mm-hmm. Um, Solid. So, Solid. The City of Stars, it's part of a... 
I'm actually not sure how many there are now, but like, um, it's part of a small series that are kind of about like, they're about this weird time travel thing. So basically they're about like kids who somehow come into possession of these talismans that then transport them back into time into like an alternate universe version of Italy. Uh, it's very they're very like fantasy and time travel and convoluted but they're good books they're they're well done um I'm very like immersive and I think that like the characters stuck with me and kind of the usually usually the the characters is there's something going on in like the real world and then the the traveling back in time like helps them cope with it or whatever so I'm going to talk a little bit about more about I think why those spoke to me afterwards but that's the City of Stars good book less well known definitely recommend that series the first one is actually the City of Masks but I read City of Stars first and it's always been my favorite probably because it had horses in it mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. the second one is Dancer by Shelley Peterson and so also a book about horses it's a theme in my childhood and, and youth. Um, I, I mean, it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a universal theme that people can really. Yes. Resonate. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, know, I'm just, I resonate with uh, looking for books with horses on the cover. <laughs> yeah. I took it to like the next level. You, some point I will find a picture of my room when I was like 12 and show it to you. Oh, I'm so excited. But um, stay can we, tuned. Can we, can we, can we can we post that on our on our Facebook when we get that set up? Please. Yes, Hannah will find a photograph of her very embarrassing room I've seen circa it. age I've twelve, s- yeah. and we will post that on social I think media. I for saw your a picture pleasure. of you on a horse with your with your little horse riding helmet once, and it was oh, adorable. probably yeah. yeah, little horse riding helmet. And before I figured out how to deal with my hair, those are the good days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) so dancer it's again part of a series but this is the first one that I read um one of the things that I like about well there are lots of things that I like about these books but um we are both from Canada and living in Canada currently and it's often harder to find books set where we live so these are written by a Canadian author and they're set in Caledon in Ontario um which is not terribly far from where I grew up and places that I knew well as a kid so that was kind of cool um and so basically it's about this girl who acquires this horse and then they have actually I haven't read it in a while but um basically there's like a girl horse friendship going on and I think there's like some intrigue with I don't know some bad guys trying to do some stuff (laughs) I'm selling this real well (laughs) but um but they're 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 good books and um a lot of kind of like coming of age and figuring figuring yourself out stuff going on and a lot of I think a lot of them focus on the the characters like not really having a place in like their milieu where they are and then kind of finding their place um usually through horses anywho <laughs> um so the fourth one on my list which rounds out the uh the theme of books with horses on the cover is the lioness quartet by tamara pierce so tamara pierce was like the author that defined my my teenagehood basically she wrote a whole bunch of like young adult fantasy series uh the first one and the first one that i read also was the lioness quartet so Basically, that one is about this girl, Alana, who pretends to be her twin brother so that she can become a knight. Um, and so basically, the, the Tamara Pierce series in general are all about young women kind of doing cool and heroic stuff mm-hmm. in basically... It, it's called Tortal is the kingdom, but it's essentially medieval Europe, but plus magic and with the place names changed. Um, so they're super fun and like sprawling fantasy series. And I think there's like three quartets in the main one, but then there's a bunch of different spin-off stuff, but there's all these interla- inter- interlapping, overlapping characters. And it's just very like immersive and 
and well done and also really focuses on um on like girls and women women doing cool stuff and kind of breaking new ground which i really like um yeah i didn't add any of these but i feel like the like the like young girl like dressing as a boy or like taking on a new identity and finding empowerment through that is like a cool theme in young adult fiction yeah Yeah. like absolutely yeah yeah um yeah and then sister of the traveling pants uh that whole series is my my fifth one um and so i feel like i feel like i won't talk about too much about it because we're going to talk about it next time but brief plot synopsis if you don't know is basically it's about these four girls who are best friends they've been best friends like since ever um and then they're how old are they in the first book are they 15 I think they're 15. I, th- uh, I think it's the beginning of high school because they're getting ready to go. They've been in elementary school together. I think it's after their it first, after year, of first year of high school. Because it's the summer. Yeah, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure they're 15 because okay. the the fourth book is after their first year of college. Okay. So, so, so let's say. Anyways, they're around yeah, let's they're 14 say 15. or 15, something yeah. like that. Um. And they're they're about to spend their first summer apart, so they're all going to to different places. Um, and right before they go, they find this pair of pants at a thrift store, and then they discover that it fits all of them. And so basically, the book follows their summers, and they pass this pair of pants around between them. Um, and so it's a book about friendship and also like coming of age, and it touches on a lot of good, important stuff throughout the series, which we'll talk about next time. Um, but so what we talked about is wanting to talk about like what were our formative books and like why were they important to us so i don't know at least we'll see what teffer's books are but <laughs> when never was talking about some of them i was like all of her books are like actually about like you know like big topics and stuff and mine are all just like sprawling fantasy series mostly so I was like why were these formative I need to come up with a good reason um so I did some armchair psychology on myself as you do um and so I think the reason why the kind of common thread that ties all of um the ones that I have on my list together is that they're all mostly about um, except for the sister of the traveling pants, which maybe I'll t- we'll talk more about that one next week. But the first four, at least, are all kind of about a main character who is like a little bit odd or a little bit off or doesn't really kind of fit in where they are, and then kind of discovers a place and people and context where they do fit in and where like they are important and all of that. And so I think that that really resonates resonated with me as a teenager because I so it wasn't like a a misfit in a huge like everybody picked on me bullied kind of way but I never really fit in as a as a kid and as a teenager like I didn't have any of those like fast lifelong friends and I never like super felt like I'd like found my people or anything like that um I didn't have great self-esteem as like I mean what teenage girl does but anyways, so I think that that all these books really spoke to me because it was kind of that idea of like, okay, like maybe I just haven't found my place yet and like um and and that that sort of thing. So I think that's why they were all really important to me. And also like I think the classic reason why a lot of kids read is to like escape into something else and somewhere else. So there's definitely like that's why I liked all these like big sprawling series where you could just get lost in another world um and then I think briefly I think this is the traveling pants is similar like I didn't have like a lot of like super close like abiding friendships as a kid and so um the idea of these girls who've like known each other forever and just like support each other no matter what was very like the ideal and and cool and so it was cool to kind of and the book is really written in a way that you like feel like you're part of it so I think that that's why that was such an important one for me as well mm-hmm. yeah it's like a different kind of fantasy reality yeah exactly which that's I a good way to put like it for my own experience of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants absolutely yeah like, uh, it's still 
finding what did you say finding a world where you have your role yeah exactly um uh we need to well we'll talk about the morning next time yeah but I remember one of the things of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pits that I like ended up being obsessed with is that Mm -hmm. they like at one point I think it's Carmen is talking Mm -hmm. about and she like very clearly lists like all of them and what their role is in the group and I was like and I remember being obsessed and in my journal trying to figure out like the roles of my friends (laughs) yeah even though I didn't really have a group like that like like mm-hmm. it just like, like it, it was like an obsession to. of just like a social group where you know exactly who you are yeah and where you fit yeah. and like yeah, yeah your place in that in that community definitely yeah mm-hmm. um. yeah yeah but we there's lots to talk about with the sister of the traveling pants <laughs> so we are excited to get into that next time so i think yeah. that that is my my list and I think probably we will put um maybe like a link in the show notes to the books that we've all each talked about yeah that's a good idea interested Um, in looking at those and probably some of the ones that both of us talked about we will do episodes on later yes um yeah but yeah I know we've talked about doing Tamara Pierce and yes I um, at least for me she's like just the defining author of my youth and I think that yeah well, for me, she's one of those authors that everybody has told me to read, and I yes. still have not. So, yes, okay, so we need to introduce <laughs> um, you. So it's a great, uh, I mean, like, always. I wasn't a big fantasy reader okay. as a kid. I became a, uh, now I like. Yeah, now I you really, like I really, I like, I like, well, I'm more into historical fiction, but, like, yeah. Outlander is kind of like fantasy historical fiction. Yeah, Outlander's kind of like it um, yeah. sidles the line. It's yeah. not a young adult fiction, but no. we really like Outlander here. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Despite its problematic elements, it's a good book to get lost yeah, in. Yeah, oh, I can't. Um, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, if there are listeners who are also Tamara Pierce fans, you can help me pick which Tamara Pierce book we should make Teffer read first. Ooh, I like um, this. Yeah, I like that idea. So if you have opinions about what we should choose from the vast... She's written like 20 books. There are so many. But which ones so, have horses on the cover? I mean, mostly the Lioness Ram. Um, also, also um, Wild Magic all have... Okay have horses on the covers well some of them at least did you ever read the like misty of chincoteague and like stormy oh, of Athatique? Yes. i forgot about those i didn't list those because i oh, read I them when those. i was like 10 and yeah. i was trying to think of like 13 to 18 yeah they were more middle school but like yes i, I read i read all of those and okay. i wanted i couldn't have a horse but i wanted a horse yes i feel like that's the difference between like having having one sibling and having five siblings is that when you're the the, I am the youngest of six siblings and Mm -hmm. you don't get horseback riding yeah Uh, we did have horses though we had horses down the street who I got to see and hang out with that's cool yeah um but yeah so so choose a Tamara Pierce for me to read yeah give me shout out to us we will link all of our contact info Mm-hmm. I will also um, give a spoiler, which is that Linus Ram for the Tamara Pierce fans. Even though <laughs> I chose Linus Rampant as this, as my formative ones, my favorite series was always Wild Magic. So, okay. also just tell me your favorite series by Tamara Pierce. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> Um, oh, I really, I really need to read her. You do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her and um, Ursula Le Guin. Ooh, but she's. I not. also need is to read. Is she young adult? I'm not sure what, yeah. what what are hers. Wizard of Earthsea. Oh, okay, no. She I, does like feminist sci-fi stuff. Oh, I want to read. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. If, I don't know if she'd be. I'm classified just as 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 yeah. Now I'm like yeah 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 yeah. All right. Do you want to? Um, yeah. Yeah. So go I'll, for it with yours. I'll go into my list. And yeah, like like Hannah said, uh, we approached our lists a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe because. Hannah is a Libra and I am a Pisces. <laughs> um, but you're a Libra rising. I'm a Libra. I, uh, I still have a list. <laughs> I didn't just like come into extemporaneously. Anyway. Okay. So um, the first uh, book on my list, I guess, yeah, I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to read my list and then I'll go back into it. So my list is Born Confused by Tanuja Desai Idier, um, Gingerbread and the subsequent books Shrimp and Cupcake by Rachel Cohn, 
Lucas by Kevin Brooks, um, Just Listen by Sarah Dessen, A Great and Terrible Beauty, and the subsequent books that is a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, that classifies, I think, as a sprawling fantasy. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. definitely a sprawling <laughs> fantasy universe for by sure. By Libba Bray. And then I have a little, like, uh, a bonus shout-out that I'm actually just going to talk about right now, which is the Graceland Trilogy by Kristen Kishore, which is just a shout-out because I read it as an adult. I think I discovered it when I was 23. Um, but it's incredible. Uh, and I think we're going to do an episode on it. But Graceling was actually the trilogy that got me thinking about, like, sharing the beauty of young adult fiction with, uh, the, with world. the world and with the adult world that might avoid the young adult section at the library, mm-hmm. which you should never avoid that section. No, just really wear it with chairs. pride. Yeah, True. Yeah, yeah, I like to go there and I usually end up being there right um, at the end of the school day and all the <laughs> teenagers are just kind of looking at me. It's best if I have my kid with me and they're just like, what is this old mom doing here? He's just a very precocious reader. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting my three-year-old on young adult fiction now. Um, okay, so. Um, also, I just want to clarify that if you are actually a young adult listening to this podcast, that's also awesome and we like you. Yes, and this thank is you for also being here. for young adults. This yes. podcast is also for you. Um, may you learn the lessons as young adults that we only learned as adults. True. And then you'll be <laughs> way ahead of the game and yeah. just well set up. Um, but I was thinking about what you said, Hannah, about the mm-hmm. like out-of-place characters finding their place. Yeah. Because my books are not, with the exception of Great and Terrible Beauty, are not out-of-place people mm-hmm. uh, in finding their place in fantasy worlds or in time travel. Um, but they're very much about kind of going, I'm in this world. Mm-hmm. I feel out of place in this world. And then sort of finding the different places where you can fit. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. um, I'm going to start with Born Confused by Tanuja desai Um This book is so good. I... I the, <sighs> I can't say enough good things about it. It is so good. I discovered it. I was probably 14 or so. Um, this was the first book that dealt with being a plus-sized teenager. Uh, mm. And it's a plus-sized teenager with a very small bodied best friend. And mm. um, I was a... Well, I wasn't. I felt. Pl- I wasn't. I am now plus-sized. I was not plus-sized, but I, I sort of was larger-bodied. Um, as a teenager and had many smaller bodied friends and sisters and really struggled with feeling as though I was supposed to be smaller bodied. Um, So this book, it has a a larger bodied protagonist. Um, She is an Indian American, um, which is not my experience. I am white, Uh, but was interesting to me because my best friend at the time, um, who is actually still a very good friend of mine, is Indian. and it's dealing with with friendship. Uh, also looks at at queer issues. It looks at um, trans issues. It has the most beautiful child parent relationship in it that I have mm-hmm. ever read. It's just like it is such a good book about children and parents. Um, it is really fleshes out the parents as their own people. Uh, it's about friendship. It's about. Um, like becoming comfortable breaking rules while also knowing your own boundaries. It has like the best first smoking pot scene I've ever read. <laughs> Not that I condone underage drug use. I don't. But like the the just it, it's <laughs> it's a really it's very well written. It's very very well written. Um uh, she's an artist. That's the other part I forgot. Ooh. And and she's an artist who sort of um, feels like she has to convince her parents that her art is like a worthwhile endeavor. Um, 
but then like when it comes down to it her parents are kind of are pretty supportive like it's just it's very it deals with a lot of I am also an artist it deals with a lot of things that were just very relevant to me and also a lot of things that were not relevant to me like Mm -hmm. you know being Indian American um being the the first generation um immigrant family Mm -hmm. um but it's just beautiful. It's it. so that's "Born Confused" by Tanuja Desai Idie. Look it up, buy it. It's read it. Whoever you are, wherever you are, it is so so damn good. Um, so good. Yeah, and I think we've talked yeah. about probably doing this uh, one for when I haven't read it yet. Yeah, um, we've talked about hopefully doing this yeah. one for an episode it later is, on. It is like it's also just beautifully written. It is mm. lush and atmospheric and gorgeous. She writes about music in ways that make you hear it. Like mm. uh, <sighs> <laughs> it also deals with like like in talking about queer issues, also talks about um like biphobia or like some Ooh, of the like the like um anti-femme attitude that can come mm. from the queer community yeah. like there's there's one character who tells another character that she's like not gay enough like Ooh. which is i find great like um yeah i wish i had read books about queer kids when i was a it's kid it's okay to be a femme lesbian maybe <laughs> then i yeah. wouldn't have not come out to myself till i was like 21 yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah, and as yeah. A, as a baby queer, I also just mm-hmm. really loved, yeah, loved seeing that. Um, I hadn't seen that diversity mm. of experiences, and this is something we've talked about really wanting to talk about on the show. Is is yeah, like what makes a good story about yes. queer teens, and what is just sort of the same mm-hmm. old coming out narrative. Yeah, and, yeah. How um, do we like have representation with it not being always the plot point exactly of of what we're looking at well and having it be actual representation yeah not just like i thought i liked boys but i like girls <sighs> and nothing more about the queer experience yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is my band name incidentally it's not actually but i would love to be in a band called nothing queer more experience. About, oh queer experience yeah that would be a good <laughs> yes i'm picturing the drums with like queer, queer experience, experience in like rainbow yeah um, i like that i like that yeah um yeah so we're gonna hannah and i are both self-identifying bisexual yes and uh very excited to talk about queer queer lit. yeah here. and read more queer lit. and we're more re- blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yes that's that that what hannah Words. said <laughs> So my second book is yeah. uh, Gingerbread by Rachel Cohn. And also uh, Gingerbread I read as a teenager. I think I didn't find the second and third books, Shrimp and Cupcake, until I was older. Mm. Um, it's great. It's really cute. It's uh, about a, a surly goth teenager in a very wealthy family mm. in San Francisco. So uh, this book was really, for me, more like I have no insight into this experience like she's Mm -hmm. she's like you know extremely wealthy and goes to a very fancy school and has a boyfriend and all these things that Mm I uh did not have uh, and was sexually active and like um but it's really good uh the characters are really great it's essentially the the um uh main character uh whose name is Sid Charisse. I can't believe that. I just forgot that. Um, uh, has a, uh, a biological father that she doesn't know super well. And mm-hmm. in this book, she ends up spending some time with him and with his family and sort of getting to know herself through getting to know her two families and figuring out her relationship with her mom. Um, there's also a pretty large um, abortion subplot in it, mm-hmm. which uh, is really interesting and and really kind of ballsy and is Mm -hmm. handled really sensitively really beautifully um this is another one with really sensitive handling of the parent-kid relationship and um that gets more uh developed in the later two books which is why i wanted to uh, include them reading the whole series especially now that i'm a parent has been really Mm -hmm. nice for me to see like oh yeah parents screw things up um 
and kids also screw things yeah. up. <laughs> I mean, I it's the parents' responsibility, but like, um, mm-hmm. and and you know, even when everybody's trying their best, you still things are still difficult um, mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, there's also really good uh, interaction with like teenage relationships and mm-hmm. how you you know you might really love someone you might be really perfect for each other but it still might be good to take a break sometimes and figure yourself mm-hmm. out or to take a break not necessarily from the relationship but from some time and figure your shit out mm-hmm. and um what I love about the later ones is that it they uh so shrimp and cupcake they interact with a lot of her sort of privilege blindnesses that she's had mm-hmm. and she has some good interactions with like people of color and people who are queer and um people who are poor and sort of has yeah. to face up to a lot of her assumptions about things and well, that's uh, cool. and I think that's really beautifully done mm-hmm. um so that's gingerbread by Rachel Cohen the third book comes from my my brief but potent obsession with very gritty teen <laughs> drama. Um, I was really obsessed with you know the sort of like like tragedy porn young adult books. Yeah, that was <laughs> um, not my genre, but yeah, I this, can see how it was yours as oh, a teenager. I was I was dark um, and gritty and yeah. very mature. <laughs> um, Whereas I read books about horses. <laughs> I was not very mature. <laughs> You thought you were very mature. It was very important to me to be mature, Mm -hmm. which I think really held back my maturity in a lot of ways. I mean, you were the the youngest of many siblings, so (laughs) that Um, makes sense. So Lucas by Mm -hmm. Kevin Brooks, which is um, just really beautiful Mm. and uh, was the first book that I read where... um, a kid's gut instinct about something being off was mm. confirmed. Oh, that's cool. So, and that I think is still like the the most. I mean, it's it's a it's like a subplot in the book. Um, and mm. the book is a really interesting book. It's very mysterious. It's very atmospheric. Um, mm-hmm. It's set on an island in England, and mm. like uh, it gets very noir at some point. Um, but. Um, it's also very subtle. There's a lot of mm-hmm. like like subtle things that I've only picked up recently. I'll be thinking about, and why I added, included this book is that like mm-hmm. it still sticks with me. I still like have a lot of it in my brain. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I love about it is that at the very beginning of the book, there's one character who this 15 year old girl sort of talks about him always making her uncomfortable just mm. constantly and he's he's wealthy and he's well known and she doesn't know why he makes her uncomfortable he just always makes her uncomfortable and like by the end of the book it's clear that that's because he's a really nasty guy and mm-hmm. and he ends up I don't remember he gets some kind of comeuppance I don't remember if he goes mm. to jail or just gets run out of town or something but um I think it was it really made an impact on me it was the first time that I'd seen a book where a kid has an idea about a grown-up Mm. that's really just a gut instinct that's really a trusting her emotions thing and that gets absolutely supported um that's cool yeah yeah and I just uh I I was I had not experienced that much I'd gotten a mm. lot of like grown-ups are grown-ups and kids are mm-hmm. kids and you don't understand things yeah um so that's Lucas by Kevin Brooks. I have to confess I'm a little nervous to reread it as an adult because I'm worried mm-hmm. that I'll read it and I'll just be like, oh. Yeah, I feel that <laughs> way about some of the stuff on my list that I haven't read in yeah. a while. And I'm like, oh, I um, hope that this isn't going to be secretly problematic because that would make me very sad. But I actually went on Goodreads today and oh. looked it up and all the uh, reviews are really positive. So, cool. um, so I might not have been wrong about that. I, I think it's actually just a good, solid kind of dark and mysterious book <laughs> um, um and the the main character is just very sweet and kind of mm. broody and she has a good relationship with her older brother oh, that's nice. uh and by good i mean like well written it's not always mm. like solid and supportive but it's, but it's like uh, very real yeah um well developed yeah so that's lucas by kevin brooks um the fourth one is just listen by sarah dessen mm. which is when hannah and i both like yeah <laughs> and which i'm going to treat briefly because we are going to do an episode on it at yeah. some point yeah um it was really hard for me not to just put like all 
all the books by Sarah Dotson. All the Sarah Dotson. <laughs> um, I actually made a rule for myself in making this list that I could not have more than one book by one author because yeah. otherwise it would be like four Sarah Dotson books mm-hmm. and Born Confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sarah Dotson was a big staple yeah. of my my high school yeah. years also. I think just because she writes really good friendships and really good yeah. relationships. And, yeah. yeah. And very, yeah, they're very relatable and very, yeah. Yeah. Um, she really has her finger on the pulse of the teenage <laughs> girl. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so Just Listen by Sarah Dessen uh, was important to me because um, it has a very deft and moving treatment both of eating disorders and also of sisterhood mm-hmm. um, and of three sisters who are very different people still uh, finding ways to have a really steady relationship and the thing mm-hmm. that um, that means the most to me in this book that, that strikes me as just so realistic is at one point the three sisters all end up talking about this event in their childhood and mm-hmm. all of them say that was significant to you that was super significant to me I had no idea it was also that significant to you except for the youngest sister who's just mm-hmm. like I just remember that it was my birthday but cool yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I it feels very real um, mm-hmm. the parent relationship feels very real yeah and the yeah Sarah Dessen yeah. writes a lot of really good parent yeah like good in like diverse and interesting yes. and hard parent-child relationships yes. especially diverse very diverse yeah. relationships um, um and she goes into those a lot yeah and and then just listen i think it's just very well done mm-hmm. um and the treatment of of eating disorders and yeah. uh, you know what i just i i can't believe i forgot this but there's mm-hmm. also a recovering from sexual assault plot line oh yeah that's it's central like one of the big yeah. um and that's again dealing with teenagers mm-hmm. feeling like they will not be listened to and and will yeah. not be believed mm-hmm. um and also just i mean the love interest in it he's just dreamy oh he's great and yeah. he's he's great in that he's also very like he's not as one-dimensional as a lot of he's yeah them are um yeah just like i mean we both love all of sarah Dessner, <laughs> but just yeah. listen is definitely when we were talking about which one we wanted to yeah. do on the podcast it's one of the ones that deals with some more big stuff yeah and is a little bit less like fluffy mm-hmm. um and owen, as some owen of other is ones. just so great and owen is and great. he's really he's really complicated and he has a great little sister yes um, oh i forgot about yeah. that yeah he's not my yeah. favorite sarah Dessen hero but he's probably my second favorite who's your favorite sarah Dessen? wes hero? is my favorite sarah Dessen oh, hero. Yeah, wes. <laughs> oh yeah but he's also like a an artist with a troubled past so yes yeah i mean owen is as well he's oh, just a, a music yes artist instead of a sculpture artist wes is very yes. great that's from um uh the truth about forever the truth about forever which is my second favorite okay Sarah Dessen book. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I, we're just gonna have to have an episode where we talk about Sarah Dessen uh, yes uh, uh, protagonists and, and, and that would be interesting actually and just who to are kind our of favorite talk I, about yeah, yeah. I also like Dexter, but I feel like I would push him off a bridge. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, Dexter's great, though. He's very yeah. winning. Winning yeah. in a, like, you would want to hit him half the time, <laughs> but but yeah. also, like, charming. Yeah, that's the uh, protagonist from This Lullaby. Yes. Um, and then my, my fifth and final, um, which is my sprawling fantasy series, <laughs> is A Great and Terrible Beauty by Libba mm. Bray, which is another one that Hannah has read. Yes. Um. I read this one late in high school, and I've read mm-hmm. these uh, pretty much. This has been pretty much chronological. Oh, um, that's interesting. List, that's cool. I think, eh, more or less. So, a great and terrible beauty. I read sort of when I was probably like seventeen-ish, seventeen, mm. eighteen, kind of looking at becoming an adult. Um, yeah, and uh, it is about a teenage girl um, dealing with her own power. Mm-hmm. And learning how to be responsible and yeah. um, fucking up in some great big ways sometimes. Yeah. And uh, uh, also dealing with the grief of losing her mother mm-hmm. um, and the grief of having her family completely fall apart after having lost her mother. Yeah, um, It's a really 
powerful coming of age story mm-hmm. um and it's coming of age in the sense of also coming into um extremely powerful witchy forces and yeah. needing to learn how to manage them mm-hmm. it gets pretty dark it dies uh, yeah it's it's unflinching mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of ways yeah especially towards the later books yeah the last um, one is the last one is like even still almost too much for me yeah i can't remember uh, it's three right i've read them all but it's, it's been a while i should reread them um, and Libba Bray, I think, just kind of she's most known for for uh, beauty queens, of course. Yes, which is great, um, which is great which... and very light and very yes. Although it deals with some it deals big with stuff, yeah. but it is much more like light and fun, and mm-hmm. um, uh, it's like a third of the size of yeah. <laughs> beauty. But then her most recent trilogy, historical fiction and magic trilogy, which oh, I, I have I've... not read, which maybe we should actually read yeah. for the podcast. I started reading it, and uh, I started reading it in. I think in November, like maybe last November, and it was too dark. I What's just, it called? Like, couldn't do it. You know, let me just let me Google that. Okay, because I don't remember what it's called. Do 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 um. do do. <laughs> do 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 do. Um, yeah, I've read Beauty Queens. I don't think I've read other of her stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have read Green Tailbird yeah. Beauty. So, uh, the Diviners. Oh, okay. what it's called. Cool. Yeah. Um, so. If, do you want us to read the diviners let us know yeah uh, but we'll probably read the diviners mm-hmm. um so yeah so uh great and terrible beauty and um rebel angels and yes just a great name yeah i'm now forgetting the uh um, the oh. name of the third one there's a great and terrible beauty i think there's i rebel own angels it and i'm trying to think um I don't. Yeah. I'm anyway, not coming to me. there are three of them. They are mm-hmm. by Libba Bray. Yeah. Um. They also deal with again with queer characters. Mm-hmm. In it's they're set in Victorian England. I feel like I should I yeah. should put uh, some context here, yeah. which is um, I think a really it's a cool aspect of it because it's kind of a girls who have a lot of power yeah. in a time when girls were expected to just be like decoration essentially. But she also talks about there being a woman on the throne and oh, there being yes. a, a, pl- a time now when they're starting to realize that, that women, women can have yes. power. I forgot about that. Um, the third book is The Sweet Far Thing. Which oh, I just yes. Um, and so it's very, mm-hmm. very strong in that sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and 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 she has this power, and uh, so she comes from India um, to England. Yeah, and India also becomes colonial India. Um, mm-hmm. What can we call it? Colonized India, invaded yeah. India. Colonized. <laughs> um, yeah, India under British invasion, mm-hmm. um, but becomes a, a large part of the plot. Yeah, um, it's like the the first one kind of jumps back and forth between it looks like flashbacks. Yeah, and yeah, um, and the the heartthrob is Indian, right? And very heartthrobby. Uh, What's his name? I'm trying Kartik. to remember. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it deals with, with Romani people as well, with the, with the, like, it deals with a lot of, uh, marginalized groups, Mm -hmm. including women, um, and sort of, there's a generational sense of power. It's, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, I'm really starting to get rambly. Yeah, it's been (laughs) a little while of talking, but, um, Great and Terrible Beauty is just, it's about women being powerful. It's about women taking their fate into their own hands mm-hmm. um, and taking a risk with that. Yeah. And that's the thing that that's really spoken to me uh, is that it is always a risk to take control of mm-hmm. your life and to yeah. take control of your future. And um, that risk is not always going to pay out. Mm-hmm. And uh, not even like, and that's okay, but just that that's just how it is. You just like, mm-hmm. you, you, you try stuff. And, um, yeah. And also one of the things that, that is a powerful theme in those books, I think is just at first Gemma, who is the, the main character mm-hmm. is really looking to other people to tell her what to do yes. with her power. 
um, whether that's her friends, mm-hmm. her teachers, uh, sort of pleading with the spirit of her dead mother, um, mm-hmm. trying car- to, uh, asking Kartik, trying to get somebody to tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. And um, over the course of the book, slowly realizes that but. you can't wait on people to tell mm-hmm. you what to do. Um, yeah. You just gotta do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a lot of like making mistakes and just kind of yeah. like. And yeah. I think generally, uh, sort of those two themes we've brought up of of mm-hmm. finding your place in the world, yeah. and also, or in another world, mm-hmm. as is the case in this, as yeah. well as the um, uh, yours. Oh, who I have to yeah. read? <laughs> Tamara Pierce. Tamara Pierce, specifically. yeah. And uh, and also, just learning that at some point you have to just make your own way. Mm-hmm. are two really strong themes in young adult fiction and are two themes that uh, adults can always hear again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, one of one of the other things that I'm just, unless I'm misremembering that's cool about uh, the Libra Bray ones is that they're one of the only, at least that I can think of, like fantasy series that has like a kind of defined villain who's female. That's true. Often yeah. I find in these things, even if the protagonists are female, the villain is almost always male. Yeah. So it's yeah. I it's an interesting female yeah. power thing. And and a very complex female villain. Yes. Who yes. even by the end of the book you're kind of wondering if like, she is a villain. Yeah. Um and that's never resolved. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, cool. And you sort of you sort of leave it with a sense of you don't really leave it with a sense of closure. Yeah. Uh which is difficult but also mm-hmm. very powerful. Yeah. 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 So that wraps it up for me. Um, and that yeah. wraps it us for up for us with mm-hmm. episode zero of Yeah! 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 yeah. <laughs> we enjoyed just yelling that at each other. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, join us next time when we talk about Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah. In the meantime, please uh, feel free to look up our um, social media links. Contact mm-hmm. us through Facebook yeah. or Twitter. Let us know yeah. what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything in particular you want us to address in um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Oh wait, no, that's gonna that's gonna start next week. <laughs> um, yeah, because we're rolling. Yeah. But, oh yeah, we will probably already have recorded that episode by the time this one comes uh, out. But um, but uh, please let us know what you want us to talk about in yeah. future episodes. And uh, and recommend books. Yeah. And recommend books. Okay. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye.